0: Hey everyone, welcome to the channel, I'm Tetsuo. This episode is part of the Scary Stories by US States. If you missed the older episodes, click on the i icon on the top right of the video or in the description below. I would love to see this channel grow, so if you could hit that subscribe button and share my videos with family and friends, we can grow together. Now without further ado. Relax and turn on your nightlights. Please enjoy this episode titled 5 True Chilling Scary Stories from Connecticut. Story 1 I too had an unusual experience. Dudley Town, Connecticut. I have not been there in 25 years and decided to show my sons where it was, as they don't believe that I have ever been there as a teenager. I swore I would never go back there again, but got talked into going there by my sons. Having not been there for that long, I figured nothing was going to bother me. Boy, was I wrong. Right after we got there, the feeling of being watched became overwhelming as we started to walk up the trail. I felt as if we were being followed. I went back to my truck to wait for the four of them. For the time that I was in my truck, there was a pair of red eyes staring out of the dark at my truck. As the eyes got closer, I said so much for bravery and started hitting the horn to get the four of them back i wasn't gonna sit there alone anymore four times in the past i have seen the shape of what appeared to be a large white wolf or shadow 25 years later i saw the same thing again i knew it was time to leave and never return My older son had his car parked ahead of me as we were going down the steep hill. I lost all brakes on my truck and almost hit my son's car in front of me. I then took at least a mile to stop. I proceeded to drive the truck for quite some distance home without any brakes. Just a lot of downshifting. When my son took off the wheel the next day to see what had happened... We found that the shoe had become lodged between the caliper and the rotor. The odds of that happening were unreal and completely snapped the caliper off. I will not repeat my folly of returning there ever again. This time I was lucky, next time I might not be. Two nights later. My sons saw the same wolf shape and told me about it, but I had never told him, thinking they would call me nuts. Story 2 My mother and I had moved into an old house across the first church cemetery. In old weathersfield connecticut the state's oldest town settled in 1634 the house was sectioned into five apartments we moved into the top apartment near the rear we stayed in the apartment for a total of six days before moving back to our old house the minute i stepped foot into the door i felt uneasy. The landlord was very weird himself. When showing us the apartment, he kept asking me questions like, You feel good here, don't you? The house was built in 1692, I believe. The basement was very strange and creepy. All of the original stone foundation existed, as well as a weird room that was just Dirt on the ground On the second day of living there I came home at about 5:20 am. As I walked by my mother's door, she stopped me and said, "Please don't be freaked out but I have to tell you something." She told me that she was awake using her laptop at five in the morning and happened to look over on the floor at the alarm clock. The alarm clock began flashing rapidly, and she told me a voice came out of the clock saying, Honey, wake up. Keep in mind, there were no batteries, and the clock was not plugged in anyways. The next day, I was sitting up in my room on my computer at about 3 in the morning with the stereo on low. I swore... I kept seeing something in the corner of my eye, near my open closet. As I continued to type, I heard a noise, a voice, mumbling. I turned down my stereo and heard the low, painful man's groaning again. It lasted about 10 seconds, and then, stopped. The groaning was coming directly from my open closet. I immediately left home with a friend. The next night, I returned home at about 11.30 p.m. to see my mother at the top of the stairs with the apartment door open and on the phone crying. She had told me that she heard the same groaning noises coming from my closet. She also reported that it got very cold and the dog was barking at the closet. This lasted about 10 minutes on and off, she said. I calmed her down a bit and I sat down with her in the kitchen. Next, it got freezing cold, the computer was going nuts, flashing, and then We both heard a different groaning noise coming from the kitchen window this time. We left for the night, not wanting ever to go back. The next day, we ended up moving back to the apartment because my sister convinced my mother that nothing was wrong and that we were both crazy. Once again, I was not at the apartment for the whole day since I was furious at my mom for wanting to go back at about 10pm the next night my friend got a voicemail on his cell phone from my mom saying that she left the apartment for good to go to my sister's house when I talked to her the next day she told me that she and my niece were in the apartment alone my niece then said to my mom grandma was that man talking? The groaning was coming from the closet again. My mom, being a protective grandma, decided to yell at the closet, screaming, leave us alone. The groaning became angrier and she felt a pain in her neck. My mom and niece immediately left the apartment. She then shows me a red mark on her neck which then became three scratches. She also had three scratches on her chest. We left the house for good after six days of very strange and frightening occurrences. I believe there are people renting the apartment out to this day. Story 3 I grew up in a house that was almost 150 years old in a small factory town in Connecticut. My brothers and I used to hear voices in our basement and other sounds that would often scare us. My parents were threatened to punish us by putting us there when we misbehaved, which would always keep us in line. Living in the house, we experienced many odd occurrences which had us convinced that we were cursed. The basement always had a strong, foreboding atmosphere, which kept our family from going into the basement very often, and seldom did any of us venture there alone. The home was a company-built duplex and had dirt floors in the basement. My dad decided he was going to finish off our basement to try and make some use of the area. As we were moving dirt out of the basement, we hit something solid. It turned out to be a gravestone. We stopped digging. We checked with Town Hall, but they had no records of anyone dying in the house. And we found out that when the house was constructed, They did not have any equipment to bury people in the winter, so families would often bury deceased loved ones in the basements and then move them as the ground thawed. My brothers would hear voices and banging sounds all over the house, but especially in our basement. I personally saw areas of darkness which were pronounced even at night when the room was dark. One night in high school, I was in the kitchen doing homework. Outside there was a heavy rain and thunderstorm with a great deal of wind. The kitchen though was still with no wind or air movement at all. I looked at a phone that was hanging from my wall. A phone which had a very long coiled cord that dangled straight to the floor. The cord shot to the left of the phone as though someone pushed it from the middle of the cord and it swung like a pendulum. I was such a wreck that I ran out of the house. I had met a Baptist minister three days earlier whose church my brother has been going to for a few weeks and he left me his number if I ever needed any help. I called him from a neighbor's house and he came over with another man who was entering seminary school. They witnessed sounds and odd pressures in the house which caused us to all feel like we were in a box being watched from all sides. At the same time, they started praying and read from the Bible, which made the sounds and voices of running up and down the steps in the basement just go crazy. The sounds stopped about an hour later, and I moved out shortly after. However, bad things still continued to happen in the house while I lived there. There were many things that had happened while I lived there growing up, which ended, at least for me, when I left. However, the house still has a terrible evil feel to it. You see, I went back to the house over the past two years since my aunt, who owned the house, passed unexpectedly in the house. Her boyfriend killed himself with a shotgun in the same room about six months ago. I will never go back there. And I still shudder when I have to drive by the property. Story 4 Downs Road is a beautiful road that runs alongside a reservoir in Bethany, Connecticut. It is very quiet and peaceful here, but only to an unknowing visitor. Downs Road is a famous legend in Bethany. It is known in the surrounding towns as haunted. As a child, I heard tales of a supposed Downs Road monster. Who had killed a couple who were stuck on the road in the early 80s the truth of the story was never fully backed up as many people in the area have all heard their own versions of stories and tales my experiences started early on when some friends and i decided to check out the legend and folklore of this road I have seen many things on this road and have reason to believe it is indeed haunted. It started with an apparition of a small boy and his bike. I could clearly see he was hurt. When my friend and I drove by an isolated part of the road, we thought this boy was for real. We then turned our car around. And the boy was gone. He was nowhere in sight, but his bike was, and we watched it vanish before our eyes. Upon another visit there and another car full of friends, we pulled around a corner where there is part of the mountain alongside a reservoir. There were three people in the car, and we all saw a young man about 16 years old or so in a worn looking flannel shirt and dirty jeans walking with some kind of bb gun on the side of the road but it was as if we were rounding the corner that he turned around to look at us in the car it happened so quickly but the three of us could see this young man when we saw his face His eyes glowed blue. I checked into this because it was very disturbing. I come to find out it was rumored that a young boy had committed suicide in the woods alongside of this road. And it made sense because he was carrying a shotgun. A shotgun that we all thought was a BB gun. I am now a believer about the legends of this road. I don't know about a monster or how many ghosts or spirits reside here, but there is some kind of dark presence. Story 5 My family lived in this house that we knew was haunted we had an ongoing moth and fly problem and many strange things happened here many people had died there including a man who hung himself in the basement and a lady who died of illness on the stairwell at this time my family consisted of my mom my dad my brother My sister me two cats and two dogs when we first moved in my mom felt uneasy so she made sure that there was a cross in each room and she blessed every room of the house with holy water the refrigerator in the house had its own cubby but our fridge didn't quite fit in it quite right, so my dad crammed a piece of wood in the opening. One day, when my parents were talking about God and saints and religion, that piece of wood that was nearly impossible to get into the spot, easily worked itself out of the hole and shot across the room at my mother. It would not fit back into the hole then one night when my sister was just a baby my mother was awakened by a lady at the foot of the bed telling my mom to go check on my sister so my mom half asleep went into my sister's room and saw that my sister had a blanket around her neck. The basement was probably the worst spot in the house. When you went down there and closed the door behind you, you would often get locked in there. You always felt as if you were being watched, and no one would go down there alone. When one of my cats went down there, he came up bald. When we took him to the vet, the vet said that my cat probably licked all the fur off, but there was no fur or fur balls in the house at all. Over the course of a Connecticut winter, a lot of snow accumulates. My father, who is a paramedic, would often wear his heavy snow boots to work, And they made a heavy stomping sound, no matter how softly he walked. One snowy day, my mom and I, we were both addicted to Sega Genesis. And we were playing Sonic the Hedgehog game when we heard the door open, And my dad's boots started chomping around the front door. Thinking that my dad came home to have lunch with us as he often did my mom and i raced out to the living room where the front door was only to find that no one was there there were no footprints in the newly fallen snow no tire tracks from the ambulance he drove and no snow on the rug near the door my sister would never leave our room without turning the lights in the hallway, and she hated going to bed alone because she was always afraid of the man that she said stood outside of her bedroom door. In 1997, we moved out of that house and moved into a new house in a different town. We have kept in touch with our old neighbors who lived next door to that house. And according to them, people never stay in that house for over a year. And they still have problems with the moth and flies. A retail company then demolished all the interior walls and redid the house, thinking it would get rid of whatever was there. But apparently, the same problems still exist in that house. Thanks everyone for making it to the end of this episode. If you haven't yet, check out the older ones. Until then, see you in the next episode.